Hello, welcome to episode 46. I do apologize if I sound a little off today as I have a little bit of a cold. I do work uh, outside most of the time, so uh, elements are something I'm always in and during the fall. It kind of always affects a lot of people. I think it's kind of going around with allergies and just uh, general ickiness, but football season is finally here and I am excited about that. Really excited to see the Demons this season. Today we will prove, preview the Montana game. Uh, one thing I'm really happy about, is to want to mention for a second, is uh, read that Kaiser Hall is finally being torn down and being replaced. And I am extremely happy about that. When I went to Northwestern State in the late 90s, Kaiser Hall was already really out of date and an eyesore. And now that the campus has been upgraded and the upgrades look absolutely fantastic so credit to the leadership in northwestern but now that the campus has been upgraded kaiser hall looks even worse than it did back in the late 90s early 2000s which is amazing and the thing about kaiser hall is i will not be sad to see it go and uh, i at one point in time was a dj with knwd and that was in kaiser hall and I had fun there, good memories, but under no circumstance will I miss that place. Uh, you know, Rapids dorm where I lived, uh, Sabine Hall, uh, you know, when all of those, and those were not great buildings and by any stretch of the imagination, but I do have some fondness for those and some fondness for some of the old buildings that no longer exist, but Kaiser Hall, I have absolutely zero fondness for, and I'm pretty sure anyone listening that is a graduate or even attended Northwestern or even the LSMSA will have the same feeling that no one is really sad to see Kaiser Hall go. Um, good riddance to Kaiser Hall. And, uh, you know, looking at the plans once they tear it down for the new hall, it's really going to look great. And I think the campus is a beautiful campus. And, you know, just to get that out of it, I think it's just going to make the campus look so much better because the surrounding area around Kaiser is actually really good looking. So I'm excited to see how it's going to look once that eyesore is finally gone. I do want to give a special thanks to Donald Williams and Music Entertainment out of Napoleonville, Louisiana. As I mentioned uh, two episodes ago, for any recording needs, please contact Donald Williams on Facebook. Look up Music Entertainment. Uh, you'll find him there. And before we do the preview for Mont Montana Game, a quick word from another one of our sponsors. Uh, looking at the Montana game, uh, there's no need to sugarcoat anything uh, regarding this game. Montana is a damn good football team. And they will be a national title contender and easily the best football team the Demons will see this year. The striking thing I have seen while watching film of them, reading about them, looking at their roster additions, taking into consideration their subtractions, their additions, is they really don't appear to have a weakness this year. And make no mistake about it, we are huge underdogs and many pundits consider this to be a warm-up game for the Grizzlies. If you're a Demon football player, you have to dig in and have pride during this game. Pride to stop being an easy win. Pride to end over a decade and a half of frustration and underachieving for this program. To give you just a glimpse of how others are viewing this game, I'm going to play audio from YouTube clip from GrizzlyFan37. Uh... Grizzly Fan 37 does a great Montana show. Uh, this is from his preview show where he looks through the Grizzly schedule, gives his thoughts on a game. 
In no way am I criticizing Grizzlies Fan 37 by any stretch. I have no issues with his thoughts or comments. Respect is earned, and to be fair, if I were a Montana fan, I would think exactly the same. I do recommend checking out his YouTube channel. He has some very good content regarding Montana football, but I do think this clip kind of shows you the perspective of Northwestern State from the opposing team. And it's a good thing we play Northwestern State because no matter what we do, we're not going to lose to Northwestern State. Northwestern State will lose. Montana's 1-0. After hearing that, if you're a demon player, that clip should make you very angry. You should feel like your pride has been attacked and you should come out there this Saturday with a bit of a chip on your shoulder and show the nation that you're tired of being a pushover and under no circumstances are you an easy win. For the demons, yeah, it's a tough challenge. No one's going to deny that. Are you huge underdogs? Most definitely. But under no circumstances should a Demon team ever go into any game, regardless of the competition, if they are FCS, and think we don't have a shot. If you go on that field, regardless if you're playing Nickel State, regardless if you're playing Jackson State, Texas Southern, Grambling, Montana, North Dakota State, Villanova, James Madison, whoever it may be, you should go on that field saying, we're Northwestern State, we're the Demons, and we can compete and beat anyone in FCS football and if that is not your mindset frankly you probably shouldn't be wearing the purple and orange you really shouldn't with that said let's break down the game and see how it kind of stacks up we're going to start breaking down this game offensively any chance we have of winning this game I believe relies on our offensive ability to move the ball and keep the defense off of the field now it's not going to be easy as the demons struggled last year offensively and in addition to that, we break in a whole host of new faces, a new quarterback, a new system, new offensive coaches. I feel Eastern Washington, who Montana played last year in the playoffs, plays a very similar style to the one Coach Blair liked to use at New Mexico Highlands. And as such, while looking at film last year of Montana, I used that game primarily to try and get a read on what I think Montana will try to do against us. Against the Eagles, I felt the Grizzlies played a lot of zone, and cover four defense, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them do the same against us. Now one big difference is Eastern Washington had a lot of deep threats. That may have made a difference in the way Montana played them with a soft zone underneath. On that note, one issue for the Demons last year was the lack of our deep threat. Eastern Washington had it, we simply did not. For the Demons to be effective this year, we absolutely must establish that deep threat. Last year, teams knew we didn't have it, so they stacked the box against us. And if we can establish a deep threat, the Grizzlies will do the same. And their linebackers, led by Patrick O'Connell, will absolutely dominate. If you haven't seen Patrick O'Connell, he is an absolute specimen. If he's in coverage, he could hang with the fastest receivers. When it comes to running, he could blow up running back before they even hit the line. He's good in anything he does. One of the best linebackers I've seen. Just an absolute beast of a football player. He reads gaps and coverage perfectly. So with that in mind, we have got to play good assignment football. Eastern Washington had some very talented receivers, but were shut down when trying to throw deep sideline routes. They have the best cornerback in the nation, and I'm not just talking about FCS, I mean in any division, and a cornerback named Justin Ford, who is complimented by Coburn Walker and Robbie Hawk in the secondary. 
They're very deadly in man-to-man coverage. Eastern Washington, however, did have success throwing in the seams against that zone defense. This does give the Demons, I believe, a method of attack as both Javon Antonio and Dylan Flewellen have the size to attack that zone much like Eastern Washington did. If they can attack the zone, they will need to rely on Jaron Mitchell, Jamel Thomas, and Kennard King to keep those cornerbacks busy. And by that I mean Mitchell, Thomas, and King have got to get on those outside, not necessarily make huge plays, but be enough of a threat where it keeps those cornerbacks busy, keeps Justin Ford busy, make those linebackers kind of get in space, attack them in the seams, get over that linebacker but beneath the safety, get those attacks. And if we can do that, I do believe Javon Antonio and Flewellen are both easily talented enough to be effective against the Grizzlies. Now, the X factor on our offense could be the tight end, Trevon Jones, who at 6'6", might be able to open up some more routes underneath their linebacker core. And by that, I mean just do those quick little curl routes, go straight up to the linebacker, bump him, turn, catch the pass, take three, four yards. Doesn't have to be a lot, but enough to keep the linebackers busy to break open those seams. Now, our line will be busy as Montana is very, very aggressive. Miles Fallon will need to get rid of the ball quickly. The Grizz bush is very fast, very tenacious, and if he holds on to the ball, they'll get a sack. Uh, the speed they have on defense is unlike anything we've seen in the Southland Conference, anything we've seen in a long time. I don't see our O-line getting a huge push against the Grizz, so Scooter Adams and Kobe Burrell are going to have to give what the D takes them. They dance around trying to get extra yards. It's going to end a disaster. The Grizzlies are going to drop them for a loss. If the play we get only nets you a yard, then fight for that yard and take it. If it takes five, great. But you have to give what the defense gives you. You cannot try and make things. Can't play hero ball against this defense. Now, it doesn't get any easier for our defense. As potent as the Grizzlies are on defense, their offense is just as dominant. Their line is big, strong, and fast, and I'm particularly impressed by Nebraska transfer tackle Chris Walker. If you go look on his Twitter account, look on YouTube, most of the videos are him in the weight room, and he is an absolute specimen. Uh, He's very, very fast, very physical, and I think he will make a big difference playing for the Grizz this year. Their offense is multifaceted and can run and pass with equal effectiveness. Last year, they were very quick getting plays off and utilized both zone read runs and slant passes very effectively. I look for them to do a little read option with quarterback Lucas Johnson and tailback Xavier Harris early on. I think they're going to try and just pound us up the middle, try and break our wheel quite early. Once they suspect our linebackers are biting, I expect them to start trying to give quick slants to Malik Flowers and Keelan White. And if they can get our linebackers off balance, get our safeties guessing, then expect them to try and go deep to Mitch Roberts. Again, that's just pure speculation of what they did to Eastern Washington, but wouldn't surprise me if that's their focus coming in. Their offense reminds me a great deal of Southeastern last year, but a much more mobile quarterback and a tremendously better line play. I do believe that Shamar Bartholomew, William Hooper, Keenan Leachman, and the rest of the secondary will be able to handle the coverage. In fact, throughout this entire game, it's the one matchup I feel most confident about is our defensive backfield against their wide receivers. I believe our defensive success will rely on a play of our linebacker core led by Jamar Valson. 
We all know Valson's a tremendous talent. He's going to have to show up and show out in this game. Our linebackers have to play discipline. Montana's greatest success comes when the other team plays off balance. Once they can dictate what your linebackers do, once they start manipulating you into doing what they want, the game's basically over. Their offense just doesn't have a lot of weakness. And again, they get you off guard. They're going to attack you, and they're going to have a lot of success. They did a tease from Washington. They did it throughout the season. Our line will be tested, and I feel our starters are up to the task, but our success is going to come to our backups. Plain and simple, our starters cannot last an entire 60 minutes against Montana. They're too big, they're too aggressive, they're too fast, and they have a lot of depth. We are going to have to have our backups be able to come in and get some substantial reps to give our starters a little bit of a breather. If our starters are forced to be on that field long, either because our offense isn't moving the ball or because our backups can't handle it, it's going to be a long day. We're going to be worn out by the end of the game. And if Montana wears you out at the end, there's very little chance of success. I know listening to this, it probably sounded a bit doom and gloom, but I do not intend it as such. Montana is simply that good of a team. There's no way to talk about them without mentioning how impressive they are. Montana as a team is great, as a program is great, and they have honestly the best fans and the best venue in FCS football and honestly one of the best fan bases and venues in college football as a whole. It's simply amazing. If you have a chance, please watch it. For the Demon fans going, please cheer loudly. This may be the best team in the nation this year, and I mean better than North Dakota State. Uh, For my opinion, I pick them as a team that will be in Frisco this year. They're that good. They're the complete package, they don't have weaknesses, and they play very disciplined, very well-coached football. We are the underdogs, but this is a game we can win and a game we can definitely compete in. While Montana is good, they are not invincible. I'm reminded back to 2001 where the Demons traveled to play a very good TCU team that the week prior had almost knocked off a very good Nebraska team. And that Demon team, which was huge underdogs at the time, breaking in, like the Demons this year, New coaching staff, new quarterback, some new offensive players went to TCU, pulled off the upset. Very similar to this game. I have believed the Demons to be a very talented team over the past decade, but we've played very poorly. We've many times beaten ourselves with undisciplined play, lack of organization, and lack of execution. We're simply a bus team, a team that looks great coming out of the bus, but once we start playing on the field, it falls apart. If the Demons, and again, it's a big if, But if we can play good football and stay within ourselves, I see us competing with the Grizz and even potentially pulling off the upset. It's a tall task. Very tall task. I'm not trying to say it isn't. But it'll be a great test to see how we stack up against the best team in the nation. I have believed for years the Demons have the talent to be a playoff team and a playoff contender. We just have to put it together. And what it takes to put it together I can't tell you. There's a reason I'm not a college football coach. Because if I could tell you this, I'd be making a lot of money coaching college football right now. But we can do that and finally find that one missing ingredient that's eluded us over the last decade and a half. I think we're going to turn some heads and shock some people in Missoula. My three keys for the Demons in Montana. Number one, control time and possession. Demons offense must keep the ball and give the defense a rest, make Montana drive the ball. Second, linebackers got to play disciplined football. Self-explanatory. 
Number three, don't get intimidated. Missoula will be the toughest atmosphere we have had to play in in a long time. For the Demons, act like you belong, don't play weak, and show them who Northwestern State really is. I'm really interested in this one. Really ready for the season to start. I'm excited about this year. I've said before, I'm a a fan of Coach Laird. I think he has the knowledge and the coaching acumen to get this program turned around. I really believe it can start this weekend. Win or lose, we have got to show up and prove to people we are not an easy win. We are not a pushover. Looking around the Southland for week number one, uh, some other matchups. Really interesting. Uh, starting off Thursday, September 1st, which for many people will be the day you're listening to this episode, which I'm recording late on Wednesday night. Lamar taking on Abilene Christian. That will be at Abilene Christian. Going to be a very interesting game. Uh, Lamar, you know, they struggled a bit the last couple of years. Abilene Christian was a very solid team, so it'll be interesting to see how Lamar stacks up in that one. Texas A&M Commerce in their first year in the Southland taking on Lincoln University, California. Shouldn't be very close of a game. If Texas A&M Commerce has any kind of trouble with Lincoln University, they may go winless. Um, Lincoln lost a game last year 92 to nothing. Uh, they gave up a lot of points in a lot of games. They're simply not a very good team. And then, of course, Saturday, uh, Demons will be facing off against Montana, as we've mentioned. Houston Baptist will be traveling to Northern Colorado. That will be a big game for Houston Baptist to see how they've improved. Um, Houston Baptist last year I thought was a lot better than their record showed. Uh, when they played us, I really thought at times they looked solid, uh, just like the Demons. They just don't seem to put it together. Nichols will have a really tough task going to South Alabama. South Alabama, very talented squad. But Nichols, I could see them pulling the upset on that one. Uh, Nichols should be solid once again. UIW will be taking on Southern Illinois at home. It's Lukies. Uh, I expect the Lukies to win that one. But uh, UIW, for some odd reason, they are really not getting a lot of love in the press. Um, after last year, I really thought UIW would be a strong contender for possible Southland title, but uh, for whatever reason, a lot of people are down on them this year, so it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out. Uh, the two games, though, I think, aside from the Demons game, that I'm really interested in is Southeastern traveling off to UL Lafayette, Raging Cajuns. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, Raging Cajuns should be in a thick of the Sun Belt race, should definitely be a contender for Sun Belt Championship. Likewise, the Lions should definitely be a contender for the Southland Championship. Both teams should be absolutely stacked. I know Southeastern lost some players, but as we saw last year, their backups were really, really talented. Uh, that game, I could see it going either way. Uh, should be a really fun one out there in Lafayette. And uh, Any Demon fans that can't make the trip up to Montana, i tell you what, that short drive down in Lafayette uh, may be worth the trip. That's going to be a fantastic game. And the other game that really interests me is McNeese State going up to Montana State. So they'll be up in Montana with the Demons. Of course, they'll be in Bozeman while we'll be in Missoula. Interesting game as well. Montana State once again expected to be a national title contender. McNeese coming off of what uh, you know a lot of McNeese fans consider to be a very bad couple of years of football. McNeese, like the Demons, you know they were a powerhouse early 2000s, had a national title appearance, were a perennial playoff contender, and they've kind of fallen off 
uh, pretty hard in the last couple of years, so I know their fan base is ready to get back to it. Uh, like the Demons, they're going to see how they stack up against one of the best teams in the nation. So going to be really, really fun to watch these slate of games. I think it's a really good slate of games aside from that uh, Texas A&M Commerce Lincoln California game. I'm not trying to bash um, A&M Commerce for that one. I know in transition, uh, scheduling is not always easy. Hope you stay safe. Enjoy the first full weekend of college football. As always, you may reach me on Twitter at Forkham Podcast. I do have a new email account I'll be setting up. Uh, the Gmail account just wasn't doing well for me, so I have another one I'm setting up. Uh, should have that for you next week. Hope the new microphone uh, gave a better audio experience. It's the first time I'm using it, so they'll probably have a couple of kinks to work out, but uh, excited the way the show's headed, uh, working with some other people to try and get a more professional setup, uh, working also with DJ Stim, who is also on YouTube, and to be honest, is also my son. Uh, he is actually working on some intro music for this podcast, so as soon as he gets that finished, it's going to be really exciting to see how that all comes together. Have a great one. Hope you enjoy it. As always, Farkham Demons, Farkham all the way to Montana. See you next week.